0: Uh, All
1: righty.
2: Sixty four, right? Uh,
3: yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I checked it. So, sixty four. Because the last episode was sixty three. Really? Sixty four. Huh. I wonder what it's gonna be like when we turn sixty four. Are <laughs> we gonna? Are you... What's what the gonna world's look? gonna be like? Yeah, right. Just thinking about how much it's changed already. Oh, man. Just for me being born. <laughs> Jesus. And welcome back
2: to the 2 am podcast, episode 64. We welcome back guest Kai Chang. Kai Chang? And what for, those of, for those of you who don't know any of us, my name's Zaid. My name's Said. My name's Logan. And welcome.
1: Kai Chang. Yes,
3: indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, all... how, you, how you been? How have you well, been? Well, we see. know Zaid sees you. That's uh, <laughs> rare.
1: A lot of, uh, took a, took a group ride down to, uh, to Temecula and, mm-hmm. uh, was engaged. So that was the most recent. Oh, yeah. really? really? That is some news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, so that was the, that's the big thing. Um, had to plan a group ride, which is logistically complicated and also had that thing running quietly in the background. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. She knew nothing about, so it was kind of like a, a, uh. A, um, it was a challenge it was a hiccup that we had to, had to, to sort least. out um and so yeah but shut down a whole winery and was able to have it was a good flex right it's a good it's also like that was a thing was being able to kind of piggyback one thing on another because there's no way i could afford to shut down an entire winery on my own but yeah. mm-hmm. if everyone kicks in their shares you organize the whole events like okay i can't have a date night at Top'sis. So since we're all doing all this thing together, <laughs> let's just shoehorn this thing in on top of that, and then so that that was my kind of uh, punching above my weight class thing, is of of, uh, of having a pretty sweet like sunset uh, dinner at the top of a winery with just yeah about a dozen motorcycle. It fence. doesn't get much better. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. It's about as cool as it gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was real good. That's that was that, and then uh, and then also started actually doing some uh, interviewing and podcasting myself Uh, Mm. recently came across a fascinating gentleman um anonymous uh by the goes by the online handle corporate machiavelli a a, uh, man with terminal cancer who's doing a basically what feels feels like a brain dump of everything he's ever learned in a very long and high profile career in the uh, corporate world Uh, a lot of the online gurus that we've seen are all self-employed they're all the perspective of how do you have your own hustle blah blah here's someone who put on a suit and tie and went in the corporate world and was able to advance at a fairly fairly low, fairly high level and so some of the lessons he's learned dealing with kind of navigating the quarters mm. of power on your own terms as opposed to simply being a surf and how far up you can climb and he didn't climb to the top but he did make a climb that was above average for his yeah. career trajectory and so we talked Various elements of that in, a, mm. in an interview that's also live now, and uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the those are the most two biggest uh, updates since the last time we spoke.
3: Yeah, I it's, I think that's very intriguing. Yeah, that, you know, facing anyone that's technically anonymous. Yes, this,
2: you can't help but think. Yeah, yeah.
3: what's like, going on? Who? What's the story? Why? What? The... Why? Who? What? Where? Yeah. Why? Yeah.
1: So the who is remains anonymous. <laughs> the the why. Well, you know, if you're, if you're facing mortality, there is the, 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 uh, curiosity about what, uh, what's, what's past that and, yeah, and, and so you, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange thing to think about in terms of if you, if you find yourself, you've got a finite number, six months, a year to left, left Yeah, to leave, what would you do differently and how would you want to be remembered? Especially as someone who, in his case, is a mm-hmm. he's self-described secular, not religious, so it's like lights out after you're after yeah. you're gone. Also, part of a to, like a
3: top percentage as well. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right. So even all of that talent to be able to be in the top probably point one percent of Americans in terms of wealth still couldn't buy yourself a healthy body, and that's something that's worth think, thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. How I don't know what were the circumstances leading up to it where there. Were there other unhealthy life choices that might have contributed toward it? Was it just simply you just got extremely unlucky? Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows. But regardless, fascinating in terms of of the randomness in some ways, and then how directed energy can be can affect your uh, your fate and fortune. Gotcha.
2: Mm. I know. Well, of course, being an older person, I'm sure yes. you've you've been thinking about mortality a lot oh, more yeah. than young people such as <laughs> ourselves have. But I think it's it's probably. One of the most underrated things, at least for young people as well, yes. to be able to think about your own death, right. and then from that point, focus on the things that you actually find meaningful mm-hmm. instead of, you know, yes. most of the other stuff that young people get caught up in.
1: Right. That's something that. Uh, that's why, like, uh, one of the things that we're um, we've uh, so my my fiance and I were talking about is that eventually the goal is to move to someplace, buy land, not just in like a suburban area, but actually like. Full on rural estate. Mm. The intention is to have a, uh, because you know there is a age disparity between the two of us. We talk about that as well, and it's like you know, having once somebody is gone to have them bury them in, uh, have them cremated whatever, and then bury them in uh, on part of the land, and then plant a sapling on top of it, Mm. and then the idea is that the 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 tree, the the very essence of it, is drawing from your remains, and then. Mm. As each family member passes away, you get planted to basically to have the beginning of a a grove of ancestors. This idea of like having a living kind of a thing that you maintain throughout the generations. What a cool Um, idea! Right, and and then uh, and then talking about from the perspective of dating and whatnot would be you know because we have an age disparity. So my girl asks me like you know so if you have a daughter would you be okay with them thinking you someone older? And it's like it's the wrong question to ask. And I view from the perspective you have them like this, then it's like. Then the question becomes, if you're thinking about dating somebody, the question then becomes, is this person a worthy addition to the grove of ancestors? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At which point, a lot of the things that are short term it's like, yeah, but she's got great tits. It's like, (laughs) 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 oh, but he's really rich and he buys me nice shit. It's like, these are things that they might be short term attracting as somebody who is young and full of hormones. Mm -hmm. But it's like, is that going to be? And then this is a the hard reference point. It's not just an abstract thing. It's not something that great grandpa said that's in some book somewhere. It's like this is a thing that you can see, feel, touch. Yeah. And to whatever extent you believe in spirituality, their soul inhabits it. But regardless, it's like it's a it's a way to affect, positively affect future generations, even after you're gone. So that's something I think a lot about in terms of yeah. hmm. of how to create norms habits and whatnot that can positively influence because money is fungible right if you, whatever you don't spend you yeah. drops your inheritance but it's also the most useless thing to pass along to great if you can inherit a billion dollars and be a, and be if you're a coke before, mm-hmm. and you inherit a billion dollars, it's gonna get, you're gonna get, make your drug dealer very, very rich, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's gonna happen. Oh, you're bet. not gonna yeah. keep it, you're not gonna have a nice house, ha- you're not gonna improve your life, your life will get worse by a thousand percent.
2: Many examples <laughs> right?
1: of that. right? That's very true. So money isn't going to help you, but things like this, being able to create, and then and then that becomes sort of a touchstone that everyone kind of comes mm-hmm. back to. Mm-hmm. And I think that people that, you, the idea that you can either be a, a founding patriarch of a dynasty, or you're a bit player in someone else's dynastic story. So the mm. idea, I think, as male, as men, is to do everything we can to try and nudge the line toward being, mm. if you're not born into a dynastic family, do everything you can to be like the early progenitor, the, 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 the person that broke that first bit of land, and then everyone else thereafter was able to build upon your your initial seed not just simply i exist i live i eat i mm. die yeah. and then my kids don't know me and whatever and that's that's the fate i think of most people but if you can create mm. a legend just being part of that i think there's a sense of of not wanting to break the chain well we came from a a a noble lineage it would be a shame to be the one that dropped the ball that's yeah. a, that's a, that's a way to influence positively i think People down the line, and that's something I think a lot about. In terms of,
3: that's that's very important. Yeah, and um, I feel like the word independence Mm. has gained its own. Like everyone takes it so literally. Yes, and it's (laughs) it 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 has no primary focus than your own self, Mm. you know, and your your own path. But you're not really thinking about, you know, kind of like um the process of a royal family, right? You know, they want to pass that down. Right. You know, they're gonna walk the line and make sure everything's good because you know, anyone that's part of this name is gonna be set. They're gonna Mm. be set with knowledge and wisdom. It's not
1: just the money and inheritance, but Mm. actual knowledge, ancestral knowledge. This idea. I think we touched on it on a previous episode a bit on the I mean, the recommended novel Dune. Mm -hmm. um, and part of the plot line of it is this notion of ancestral memory that through a combination of consuming hallucinogenics and meditation in this fictional universe you can access and have conversations with your blood ancestors mm-hmm. you have you're facing Damn. military uh you're in this case the the protagonist is a royal family that has other rivals they they span entire uh, planets and so the, the heir, uh, the, his father was assassinated and so he was thrust into power at age 15 with the expectation, okay, hmm. we're going to put this 15 year old in power and then he's going to fuck up and then we can just basically pick his empire apart. And he ends up <laughs> rising to the occasion and surprises his opponents who set in motion his father's death. Yeah. And, and so that's the, that's the story of, of Dune and part of it was him accessing his, uh, his, his ancestor's memory and being able to to connect with those who have came before him and talked with them effectively gotcha. facing difficult uh, dilemmas that no living advisor could help him with
0: it's kind of similar to um... avatar both the james cameron movie mm. and the um... The TV show, like for kids. I have not seen the TV show. I didn't realize there was a TV show for kids. So, the animated TV show for kids, Avatar The Last Airbender, um, only one person gets this ability to contact their previous versions of oh, themselves. Okay. And that is the Avatar, because it's one spirit that Inhabits- lives. Oh, okay. It lives inside the whoever it chooses and that person becomes the avatar so they can go back to their previous iterations of themselves oh okay and (laughs) like ask them questions like what was it like to fight that guy or like how did you approach this situation Mm. or in the james cameron um avatar the movie yes they you know they use their their hair the tail whatever yeah yeah, their their tail hair thing and then they plug it into the tree and then they connect and then they actually to talk bit, like right. communicate with their ancestors that mm. are literally passed on through this tree and through nature right. on their planet and i thought it was cool that you brought up the uh the grove mm-hmm. of your ancestors yes because when I was in high school, mm. my English teacher actually thought of this idea. He's like, why isn't there like a place where you can go to where you can turn your <laughs> like your family members into trees? Mm-hmm. So my friend and I started researching it, mm-hmm. like looking at plots in California for yeah. land. And there's a whole bunch of weird laws about natural burial yes. in some states. They get very weird about it. If it's rural and on your own land, it's like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to not talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Just Whatever. You have a whole acreage. Yeah. 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 But you were like, um, if I could bury my... I don't know, family member, loved one, myself, and then plant a tree around them. Well, there's actually things that exist like that already, Uh and they call them uh, natural cemeteries. Right. And they use things like this. What we're showing right now is a big pot around the outside. And there's an inner pot. Right. And that inner pot shell is made out of your uh, cremated remains. remains, Interesting. Which houses like a lot of carbon and nitrogen, which (sighs) you know fuel the soil like crazy. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Which help that tree grow. Yeah. So in a sense, here's your way. So yeah, there it is. is. The yeah, garden of the ancestors. I never, I
2: never understood what the obsession was, at least a societal obsession uh, with like casket burials and all of this. Like, I mean, maybe I'm more of a naturalist. So mm. I'm like, put me in the earth. Yes. Allow me, allow all the other organisms to take
0: advantage of my body. Right. Do you want to know who it dates back to, actually? Hmm. One of the big reasons for a casket burial? Abraham Lincoln. Huh. Yeah. How uh, so? When he died, they. They, uh, what is it called? They embalmed his body. So took all the fluids out of him and put in other stuff. Right. Like, um, what was that thing that was in formaldehyde? Formaldehyde. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That's in, uh, or it used to be in fireball. If you knew that.
3: Oh <laughs> or my not. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, anybody yeah. who yeah. enjoyed, it. I think they
0: took it out now, but Jesus. it used to be, <laughs> but, but um, this. yeah, they embalmed his body, pumped him full of formaldehyde and a bunch of other stuff, preserved him. And then they took him around the country, right? And so that's when embalming became very popular. And then you're like, oh, well, if you got this preserved body, you want to keep it in something that's nice. So that's when <laughs> casket oh, upgrades started to roll man. in. And then the funeral industry really cashed in on that.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very sinister industry. You're you're talking you're selling things to someone that recently just lost someone they loved. Oh, yeah, they're the most literally the most emotionally vulnerable state they'll ever be in their life. Yeah. And oh, well, you can show how much you love grandma by
0: spending 30 grand on a instead of 100 dollars, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. it, that's exactly the industry. That is the industry. Uh, and the majority of these mom weird. and pop places are actually owned by like one or two Big giant corporations. Conglomerates. Yeah. And so they have salesmen that they're, yeah. they're, every single day people come in
1: grieving they just lost their grandma and it's like okay, well, you can the the, the, the cardboard box is going to be like, you know, 10 bucks. But if you really want to show Grandma how much you loved her, that is oh, sinister. To show you. <laughs> sinister. That is this thirty thousand dollar, and we have credit, so you can do it on layaway. <laughs> yes. you don't can't afford oh it now. You can pay for it over time. <laughs> got down All payments. All the things you didn't oh, get to do with Grandma. That you, if you have any regrets about her, you can express your regret through
3: money. Oh my Basically god. Basically,
1: money you give to me
3: taking advantage of it is an insane industry and it is very
1: lucrative Mm. it is so unless that's the thing is if you don't have plans for it your grieving family might do might end up spending a lot of shit on stuff that obviously you're not around to enjoy it's true um and it's like (laughs) it's it's absolutely a fascinating and and dark industry because it is people at their most emotionally vulnerable
3: i remember i saw a coffin store at Mm -hmm. uh, in a mall yeah once oh yeah What? Oh, beautiful. Like oh, It's yeah. like an open Brookstone. You know? like, yeah, right yeah, come yeah. try our Cinebonus. coffins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it out, man. Yeah. Come <laughs> right try <next> our to <laughs> coffins? Yeah. yeah, like how do you even get greeted? Imagine getting greeted there. Right yeah. next yeah. to the Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm. My condolences. How are you doing? Yeah. You know what's
0: wild to me? The people mm. that go shopping for their casket. So it's like people, I want to give it a test drive before I'm in it. It's, listen,
1: it's the people with
0: egos. They have this I idea, can get right? It. Yeah, or I'm a man
3: of environment. Well, let like you know, <laughs> let me choose my material. Yeah, it's it's purely yeah. done
1: for the benefit of uh, of the of the surviving family members. But it's, it's also it's done in a way where they they have they're forced to make a very large decision, and any decision less than like. Whipping out your wallet and paying for the max amount feels like oh well you didn't really love your grandma that that much did you they, Wow! They, they, it's a, it's an industry that can equate how much money you give me with how much you love so and so.
3: Oh my god, freaking yeah. fascinating industry, it's right? Like the ring, industry. it's the ring.
1: I was just gonna say, I was yeah. I was looking because she just got engaged, so mm-hmm. I looked into like the the Tiffany's industry is absolutely fascinating. They, they got a brand that's so powerful that take a guess like how much they first off you go to Tiffany's that the only way to get one of those boxes <laughs> is to buy a ring. But because how valuable the, the the branding of how powerful that their boxes are, you can sell their empty cardboard boxes that people have authentic Tiffany rings. Guess how much the boxes go for? Just the box with no ring in it. Okay, people I'm, will I'm buy say- to put other lesser less expensive rings in to propose. Okay, I'll can take I- a guess. Take a guess. No, no,
0: go for it, go for it. S- Six hundred. Uh, Six hundred for the box? I don't know. Now I was gonna say like It a, sounds absurd. absurd. Is it hot or like, cold? For a Tiffany's box? Like a buck fifty. Hundred fifty dollars. Go look up eBay. Still okay. <laughs> uh, eBay,
1: you look up like Tiffany's box. Yeah. Well, we it's surpassed a hundred, which is it's, insane. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally that. It's tough, a- how the branding is that? God, B-O- dude. B-O- dude. Yeah.
0: Did I miss <laughs> the? Yeah, I, yeah, I missed yeah. it again. My box. There we, there, we there we go. See. Oh, the, see. Two seventy-five yep. for a small box. Yep. Oh, sixteen hundred oh, yeah, for yeah, the Globe yeah, yeah.
3: Blue, yeah. It has blue like leather, though. Come on.
1: But that that is the that is the box, and then go to eBay and you see like an entire business of people selling. Empty, used Tiffany's box. Just the oh, tissue paper and the God. ribbon, 325.
3: <laughs> yep. This guy, I'm, I'm going to be out there in the dumpsters. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Lord. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Fascinating. Anyway, so it's, it's, an, it's an industry that if you
1: are on the other side of it, it's very lucrative, but it's yeah. a very dark industry because you're sitting here, um, people that aren't able to be they feel secure about their affections and their love for the people in their lives. This is a way to, oh, well, you can, you can make up for all your deficiencies by giving me money. The more you give <laughs> me, the more you show how much mm. you love so-and-so. If you give me the receiving end
3: of that kind of business, it's basically infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and this is in that I category. I wouldn't feel too bad about being heartless. i will just be like, listen. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm it's realistic. Grandpa knows yeah. I, was, I was
2: going to mention that. Does it primarily cater to people who are more agreeable? like m- Probably. more agreeable yeah. people yeah. Oh, are yeah, more more
1: compliant with existing social norms right yeah. whereas I feel like in my case I got um, so mine I you know so the the engagement would actually it took a lot, lot lot longer on my end because the uh, we have an age difference and so one thing I did was I bought um I, I was born in the 70s I won't say the exact year but it was mm-hmm. like I have I have a a 1970 something uh, Cougar Um it's if you ever buy gold uh, gold is minted and the year is minted on as well they're mm-hmm. they're sold in troy ounces and so I have a, a one ounce uh, gold coin minted the year I was born it's one exactly one ounce so with gold is trading at 1500 bucks an ounce that's 1500 dollars with the gold in there or whatever mm-hmm. yeah I bought it when it was a lot cheaper but um and also the year she was born 1990 something and so the the original idea was that you know I, I bought, had this coin for a long time with the year I was born when we started dating, I felt pretty sure early on, bought, a, bought, a, bought gold with her year as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, found a jeweler here where I was able to have the, the gold basically, without the, the year part intact, the flat part of the uh, gold coin drilled out with the shavings from that saved and then melt that down to form rings out of them. <laughs> so the awesome. idea was that the, the gold that was mi- minted the year I was born, gold that was minted the year she was born, and then the, the coins, which will remain intact, with the years, inside, we'll, we'll encase those in acrylic, oh, and that will be that's wild. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So it's it's far more, I think, symbolically significant. Uh, something that is than just oh, I went to Tiffany's, and you know they said <laughs> yeah. uh, they said they, that uh, my credit limit allowed them to buy twenty grand, so I borrowed twenty grand. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> we go. Start right. our
2: marriage off right. Three yes. times yeah. salary. Add right. a little
1: right. thought to it. That's nice. Right. So that's that's the idea. Was that that. And she asked me, like, you know, how soon did you buy the uh, my year? And I was like, well, about two months after I started dating. But I didn't want to like. It. It, was, <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was, it was it was it was a call option. He knew because it was like, okay, if it works out, then it sounds romantic. If it doesn't work out, I still have gold that I can. Yeah, still yeah, 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 yeah. Win win. <laughs> so right? I didn't an say anything. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I, it's it's. I, I covered on my basis. It, if, if it if it was if it was the romantic option, it would say it would sound amazing. Like, oh my, one month in, I knew. And if it yeah. didn't, I still have an ounce of gold. I can just sell yeah. it, like, whatever I want with yeah. it. Yeah. So it was, it was it was I it was I felt like tactically, you know, it was it was it was both tactically uh it was it was both male and female in terms of like it was it was very emotional. Like, this man's genius. But it's also like, all right, but in case it doesn't work out, I'm not yeah. gonna be like, oh I I spent two months in I spent this money on the kick thing, yeah. I got a name tattooed on my arm, <laughs> right? Damn it's like, it. oh, still gold. Yeah. So like,
0: yeah,
1: added to my stash like a, a dragon just collecting gold coins I sleep on top of yeah. every night
0: I'm just gonna say right now the tattoo not a good move no. in no. any no. relationship no. no matter how no. long you're gonna be together exactly no. Just if you're gonna be if you're gonna be together forever, yeah, she knows. Yes. right? You don't need to tattoo her on your body to no. prove yeah. like the fact that you want the tattoo to is uh, mm. so suspect. I, yeah.
3: With big decisions you have one night to sleep in usually. Yes. But but you gotta uh, sleep on yeah. this one like four or five times, man. Yeah. So that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so was,
2: like a
0: week. It's like yeah. cool t-
2: <laughs> so, so this is something I'm I'm interested to ask yes. all of you and get your opinions on. Sure. Relating to the subject of mortality, at least for young people specifically. Do you think it's possible to teach people uh, to be in touch with their mortality and then live their lives from that perspective? Or do you think that they have to experience death in order to really
1: well, hammer it literally away? Literally experiencing death. <laughs> I mean, what, how do you mean? How do you mean experience? Oh, like not firsthand- someone dies. No,
2: yeah, not, not, of course not firsthand. Right, right, like right. a family member family passes. Members,
1: yeah. The idea is to find ways to connect them to it in a non it's an unpleasant topic and so we kind of mm-hmm. reflexively avoid it and it's one of those things that we, everyone kind of tap dances around so i mm-hmm. think the the most useful things would be to have a we usually experience this bite because we live close to our grandparents and great grandparents no matter where mm-hmm. we are there's going to be someone in our bloodline that's near the end of their line and so being able to interact with it, see them and and then ask them questions, I think, is useful. I mean, in my case, my grandmother was all the way in uh, Taiwan, and so she actually made it to 108, which was insane. Wow, that's you know? incredible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in fact, it was funny because when she was near the end, it was like, 107, And she's like, my birthday's in a week. I got to make it to at least that. And then I'll go. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So she, she, was like, she was like, all right. You know, like just uh, just grit your teeth. And I was like, all right. You know, she gets, she had like a whole birthday thing. She's you know, in the hospital, got a haircut and whatever. Yeah. And then like two days. Okay, that's it. I, I can't do, I, what, another 363 days? Like, no, 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 no I can't do that. I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm too much pay for that. But just, I want to make it past this, this deadline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Go to the warrior. Like, all right, okay, fine. I'm out. Yeah, I'm call out. it a yeah. Yeah, We good. Yeah. Yeah right. Shout out to her though for being like I'm making it. So that's 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 some that's some good uh, that's some good longevity genes. It's
2: it's something that I don't shy away from because I've I've gone through it multiple times. Yeah yeah yeah. But when I when I talk to other young people about it, you can you can feel the hesitation.
1: Yeah of course. It's the site you don't because you haven't really thought it through and therefore there isn't a sense of anything. It feels very abstract and and unreal. And the fear is that talking about it would make it real. And so by Mm -hmm. not talking about it, we can pretend. A little bit longer that it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I imagine it's the equivalent of like the kid that realizes Santa's not real, but knows <laughs> that if he if he lets on, then his parents are gonna stop buying him shit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I totally believe it. Yeah. Oh Santa, I really yeah. love uh, uh, oh, I hope Santa. I get it this year. Right? Uh, Don't burst uh, my bubble. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If if they know that it's it's, it's just mom and dad, so it's like, oh then shit, no, I'm not gonna buy you that. That's not but oh, it's so cute he believes in Santa. I I gotta buy it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel like young people are with uh, with death as well. It's like if I don't talk about it I can kind of pretend it's not. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's I've come across idea. a lot of people that actually have no emotions when it comes to death. Interesting.
2: Like what? Like they're they're numb to it?
3: They're numb to it or it's like why is everyone crying? They're psychopaths.
2: I mean, I've gone I've gone through that thing. It's The only explanation? <laughs> yes. <right? laughs> that's
3: the thing is
1: like, remember it's it's not we think of psychopaths as a as a um sort of a Hannibal Lecter type from like the movies and stuff. The reality is it's it's a fraction of the population that is simply they are the functional version of being colorblind. Like a colorblind person can still see, they just can't mm. see color. Mm-hmm. Likewise, oh. a psychopath is someone that just doesn't feel emotion the way you do. They see something. The the uh, expert on this, uh, Robert Hare is a criminal psychologist up in uh, Canada, and he studied criminal psychology for like his entire career. Mm-hmm. And he had he was you know, researching this in prisons and whatnot. And one of the things that was interesting that was talked about was that he would showcase people, regular people and psychopaths, like list of words. It'll be like tree, forest, rape, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and so the idea is that if you see these words, um, just seeing the word rape would like trigger like an emotional response. And normal yeah. people like, wo- wo- wo-, right? And you'd see like tree, broccoli, helmet and whatever. That's not, it doesn't register anything. Whereas so psychopath, they're all the same. Mm. They would completely flat affect across all of it, like they're all the same to him. And likewise, yeah. the ones that are smart recognize that everyone else reacts a certain way, just to and so, oh, everyone's being freaked out about this dead person. I guess I got, I better look sad too, kind of a thing. Yeah, it's similar to how like a colorblind person navigates the world. Like they can drive, they can, they don't recognize red, yellow, and green, but they go like, top, middle, and bottom. Mm. So they're using sort of external cues to kind of navigate a world that organically they don't really get. And most of the times, you'll, they'll kind of fit in unless a couple of moments you see, like, wait, you can't see color at all, can you, right? Yeah. And likewise, the psychopaths, if they're smart and they can blend in, every once I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't mean anything to you, does it? And I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Who knows? What?
0: That's, that is such a fascinating, fascinating way to look at it. Yeah, a psychopath it is. It is. is yeah. like somebody who's colorblind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're colorblind to emotion. Yes. It makes so much sense. And yeah. And so it's You're like- welcome, visual learners. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And and that's from the, the other thing that I mentioned on the, the Twitter thread was that think about the fact that uh, so Robert Harris, this his view is that about three percent of adult males and one percent of adult females are have what he refers to as psychopathic uh tendency basically clinical psychopathy mm. at some degree and mm-hmm. so if you take the population of North America three hundred thirty million one so percent of male one percent of females 3 percent of uh, of uh, males that's on average two percent two percent of 330 million is 600,000 um 600,000 people and if iq is distributed normally the top two percent of iq genius level iq would be two percent times that 600,000 there's about hmm. 130 120 130,000 genius psychopaths yeah in America. interesting genius level iq so we're talking like 130 plus Which means that they can't be caught by like you know law enforcement, which is typically 100 IQ, Mm -hmm. Um, right? So we have yeah three percent of of uh, and so that's the thing. If you multiply those percentages together, there's about 130,000 or so uh, genius level people who genius level IQ people with. uh, with psychopathic tendencies. What a and combination. Wow, that's a pretty brutal combination.
3: I just think of serial killers, Zodiac, right? You know. But that's the thing, they, yeah. they, don't, they don't do seri- they, there's, much, there's much
1: more insidious and sinister ways. They are CEOs of these funeral home companies. Oh. Oh. You don't have to like, okay. kill. The, you can you can literally profiteer off of dying people, right? Have a bunch of little salesmen doing your bidding, and every time they oversell like a 30, 40,000 coffin, you're the one supplying the coffins and you generate and all that money flows up into a pockets. That end up in yours. Like, that's to run <laughs> such an industry. To wow. to be at the head of, I, I don't know if I mentioned, there was a, there was a uh, flight I was on a couple of uh, years ago where I have a terrible, terrible guilty habit of uh, shoulder surfing on airplanes. If someone's working on a laptop and they don't have those privacy screens, I'm going to be like,
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: I, I do a bit of that myself as well. Say, anything passes yeah, as was, entertainment. And uh-huh. it's like, look, if you're going to protect your screen, you yeah, got this privacy. I'm not going to be a jerk and completely know yeah. it. Yeah. But I was fascinated. So the guy I was sitting next to was in business class. So it was like some fancy, you know, very expensive seat or whatever. And I realized I was fascinated by his presentation. But I couldn't like stare the entire time. So I put on my sunglasses and just pretended to be sleeping. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Interesting. And was, so the reason why I was so fascinated by this guy's presentation was that he was working on a bunch of slides for an upcoming presentation he was tabbing between two separate um programs like powerpoint his Mm. presentation side and then the other software company is called stadia s-t-a-t-i-a it's a statistics Hmm. package that normally retails for like a thousand dollars a year so it's a very serious data analytics company um, and so it's not a casual Excel or Excel on steroids. It's a completely different level. Mm-hmm. And he's tabbing between these two. He's screenshots from various uh, summary forms of Stadia, and then uh, and then the, the PowerPoint. He was working on a presentation about how to improve uh, yields, ticket sales of lottery tickets to low income communities. It's like, oh, this is we have a mechanism Jesus. for sucking money Whoa. out of the low-income communities. They're buying this many lottery tickets. How can we get them to buy more? That was his presentation. Holy he had all do- this, all this demographic formula, stuff, dude. right? This is like the behavior of people on welfare. This is how much money they have. Yeah. They typically buy like this many tickets. And so what can we do to improve our ability to just dig into the report just a little bit more? Like he's a data scientist. So my guess is that you know to get to that level, you're probably like 120 IQ. 130 IQ would be about the right minimum needed to be an effective data scientist. So he's a data scientist doing a presentation to the executives. So he's using his like 120, 130 genius level IQ. To most efficiently extract money out of the pockets of like low-functioning 85, 90 IQ people. Oh my god! And I'm sitting, and again. I'm fat. I'm watching yeah. this. This is like, dude. I have so many questions now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't have a conversation with you. But then I have to confess that I was like watching your presentation for the last two hours. Yeah. Watching you tab between this like presentation to these executives. <laughs> like, oh, look, master. Here's how I'm most efficiently like extracting money from the peasants. Good job, servant. Right. That's <laughs> that's what he's on his way to. I'm Like, wow. I have a lot of questions. This is a fascinating person. I would. <laughs> love to, but I had to confess I've been watching your shift for the last three hours, and I don't know how to do that without sounding like a total asshole. So oh, yeah, I was like, I, got, I let it go. I, I was like, oh, flight's like, over now. He's gonna fold up his laptop. I'm like, this is that I can ask. Him. No,
3: no, yeah, uh, no. Hi,
1: I've been watching your presentation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, I can't say anything. I just <laughs> like the... just watching back. Like, good luck at your presentation, bro.
3: Yeah, hope we get <laughs> oh, that, that bonus. That'd be you know? funny as soon as you wake up.
1: <laughs> oh man, and if you're a data scientist at that level, he's probably getting paid like. You know, two fifty, three hundred grand yeah. a year, which is a very fair wage for a data scientist. If he does his job correctly, he will in fact increase the ticket sales by millions of dollars on yeah. behalf of his bosses. It, that's that's him doing his job. Is he can most effectively model their behaviors, figure out what works on them, and get them to splash out more. Multiply that across like a whole bunch of poor neighborhoods, and as a result of his advice, they will make millions more, digging into the pockets of the poorest people in the po- in, in in the state in the state. And it's that like is
3: insane. It's yeah.
1: insane, and it's like. What, what do you this industry exists why right? he, he's getting paid a fair wage to do a fair data analysis it's very, <laughs> ne, morally neutral and yet there's something just feels morally very very icky yeah
3: it's so dark
0: and you know what that's just a lesson on Sometimes you got to talk to people on planes. I'm just telling you right now, from the sheer entertainment value yeah. that you get out of Especially in business. You class. learn some shit, too, I from did, these people. I couldn't, though.
1: I had to just... Yeah, kind of, yeah. my, I was like,
3: oh!
1: I was so fascinated. Yeah. I, I, I've been wanting to talk to this guy for like an entire hour, and usually I'm not shy about... Starting conversations, but like I was thinking, is there any way I can start a conversation without looking like I've been spying on him the whole time? Yeah, right. <laughs> about It's his like the the, yeah. the more
3: you go on, the worse it gets. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. i just could have been to like fine
3: just, at the beginning, just, but, just uh, push uh, it
1: all down, just, just just like oh my god, oh, behind
3: my sunglasses, like
1: oh, oh,
3: oh <laughs> shit. Learn some inner secrets. Yeah, this is like, so
1: dark. Then, what what that's the
3: thing. It could be confidential. I mean, Probably, yeah, that's the yeah, other thing, right? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm sure it is. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, first of all, you yeah. should protect your screen, bro. I like, that's the first thing you <laughs> Especially yeah. for your yeah. position, so, man. yeah, given what yeah. you
3: do, you just freaking, like, you don't know who I am. I'm yeah, like, Working on this top secret which, shit. again, about... that could get people fired, man. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Because I, I know a lot easily. of people, like, in the finance. World, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're traveling a lot, they're of traveling a lot and they're, stuff. they're writing papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like confidential
0: shit. But it's like, come on, this, like, here's the thing that I've realized, though. Unless these people have NDAs, Yeah. they want to talk about this shit. Mm. I've experienced that on a couple fronts Mm. And especially about this time I don't know if I told this story about when I was coming back from Or I was going to Oklahoma Mm. And there's this guy sitting next to me And he's just scrolling through pictures on his phone Like looking at shit Mm. And it's big industrial like big pistons and stuff Mm. And so I'm like I just started Hey What is that? What phone are you using? Yes Like I look over I know what it is It's a Samsung uh, S9 if I remember correctly and we just start talking about the phone and Mm. i'm like oh so you obviously wanted a good camera like what are you taking a bunch of pictures of yeah and so then he started going into it he's like he's like i got this big piston manufacturing company or um hydraulic press Mm -hmm. manufacturing company and he works with people in india and china Mm. and he was telling me about um he just got back from I think it was India, mm. and he said after being there for two hours, he already developed a lung infection because oh oh the god. air was so bad. Yeah, like within two hours, he was like developed a cough. Oh my god! And by hour three, he was coughing black stuff out of his lungs.
3: Oh my god, dude! Yeah,
0: I was. We're, in we're not going to India. That's and he was, oh. but he said this, and this is a guy from Oklahoma, like real slow, real southern. Like he, when he talks,
3: when he talks, he leaves
0: room. In between his words for you to listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it really draws you in when he yeah. talks. And he was like, I'm not a big vegan. He's like, I don't really, it's not my forte. But I'll tell you right now, I tell you what, they had some of the best. Chickpeas I've ever had in my goddamn life. I'd never eat meat again if I could have this at my house. Like, oh my god! And he's just telling me all this shit and about yeah. secret stuff he's doing in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all of that, and not just planes. Mm-hmm. Uber drivers, taxi driver, anybody who's like assisting you, or right. if there's somebody you can talk to. Yeah. Like I was, um, I was one time. I'll. This is a story that I've been reluctant to tell on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will tell it now because we have such a special guest. Oh, test. I know this one. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, in the room. I know this one. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, when I was in Boston, I was going to go take this test to transfer into a different school, right? Boston. And, Bast- and while I'm on my way to this other school to take this test, take an Uber because I don't have a car. And the guy who's driving me is definitely Russian, Ukrainian, <laughs> something like that, right? Okay. So, I'm talking to him, like, oh, what is it like growing up in Russia? Mm hmm because i just assume based off the accent he's right. like not russia ukraine the specific region yes. tells me all this shit right. i'm like what are you doing in the us just like you know and he's like i'm going to school mm. I'm like no oh shit really what are you learning computer science hmm. oh really Suspect. <laughs> what are you going to do with that computer science and he's like he's like let me let me tell you i will. he's like I'll it's crazy tell shit you. <laughs> and he breaks it down for me he's coming to the united states With incredibly minimal money. Mm. Which a lot of it was being subsidized by this company he was going to go work for in Russia. Oh boy. And you know what this company in Russia does. Just take a guess. Social media? You're 100% right. On the money. Social media to a T. And what they do is they (laughs) cause civil discourse. Or civil unrest within the United States. Via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Amazing. Shit like that. he
1: confessed that to you, that's interesting. He
0: told me that. Amazing. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, and is there only one place? He's like, "He's like, no, they're all over, all over the place. <laughs> no. Many <All> corporations. <laughs> and he's like, it makes a lot of money. Okay, He's I like, you can make a- money. I'm assuming it's being spent then. I mean, like, so wait, it's this, he, the, okay, but go on. He told me it was <laughs> the equivalent of like 90 to 120,000 US, which in the country that he came from, you're right. essentially a billionaire. Right. They're hmm. <laughs> so getting
1: paid that to go. Why come all the way here versus just simply doing it remotely via VPN?
0: Though he said, um, just the education here was better, and mm. quite like they have um, a lot of, what was it? It was like, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, tuition costs get covered mm. for out-of-state people, and especially if you get if, sponsored or picked up. You know, if the school likes you enough, uh, they'll give you Ukraine some and
1: Russia are hostile to each other, though. So if if, if it's it would be very, very strange for a Russian op to be using Ukrainians.
0: It was uh, he was either Russian or Ukraine. I don't okay. remember which one. But
1: because be, they're very touchy about being misidentified as as one versus the other, hmm. just like people from India are very annoyed if you call them Pakistani or vice versa. <laughs> oh, they will, they will correct yeah. you. Yeah. Kick, yeah. And and so it be it would be yeah it would be. This is why I'm curious about it because if he was in fact, because everyone assumes Russia, so the, it's usually the Ukrainians that have to kind of correct people. That if you're Slavic sounding, most people just assume you're Russian. Statistically, it's a larger population. And so that, that does make sense. But then it makes me wonder if it isn't a U- Ukrainian op, what's, what are their motivations? We, they'll be very, very different in many ways opposed to Russian. Yeah, anyway, this is just my own like. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. You're right. Mirrors, you're right. Like, and I had those questions. Yes.
0: I had those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked him and he was honest. He was yeah. like, uh, it was Ukraine, Russia, or is Yugoslavia still a country? He was something Slavic some, and he yeah. was from this incredibly poor village. Right. Where yeah. it was like his house had one outlet. Yeah, 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 you know, and it ran like part of the day. Yes. So ah. it's like oh, it yeah. was rough. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. was the only way that he could make money in a mm. realistic sense for him. So he could essentially. Pull a Drake and like buy the block. Pull right. And just like fix up the community a bit. <laughs> make some money in the process was what he told I me. I buy everything. Whether you believe it or not. Mm. That's what he told me. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. up in the air. Yeah. yeah it's So I was like, there was no other way. And he was like, to make money in my country, this is the best way. And I was like, damn. Okay. Dude, you have a good Russian accent, first of ah. all. Eh, it's, he might be eh, a Russian, spro- yeah, a Russian yeah,
3: spy. Maybe he's the
1: Russian spy. Who knows? <laughs> Misinformation. Oh, yes. Yeah. One of my friends. What is this guy? Like, this, this, guy is this is Uber <laughs> driver. This is my normal accent. My American yeah. accent. He's good, no? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really good. He's fine. Yes, he I tricked <laughs> all you all, yes. all you all for all these years thinking I was American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I finally can drop radical. character. I can be myself. <laughs> my name real name is Dimitri.
0: Change story enough to you're not lying.
1: Oh,
3: my
0: goodness. My God. (laughs) but Yeah, it was just the people, the stories you hear from people like in the same same scenario, Uber on the way back from the school. Yeah, I had this Cuban dad told me he immigrated to the United States, Mm. started a family. He had no money and he's driving for Uber to like pay for his uh, his kid's school or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm. And he told me just the most heartwarming story. Mm. He's like, he's like. Amigo, family's all we got. He's like, at the end of the day, he's like, friends, they'll leave, mm. they come and go, but your family, that's there. Your familia. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm about yeah. to start crying in the back seat. He's like, I love <laughs> He's like, I love me like, hija more than anything <laughs> oh, in the world. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. about to cry in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> like, teach me all these great life lessons about yeah, yeah, how to yeah, deal yeah. with yeah. family. Sure. And so, moral of the story is, talk to people. Talk to people. Not yeah, only learn does it get, lot, get you
3: open-minded. But it's like traveling. That's what what you do when you travel. You don't know shit. So you're
0: asking people. (laughs) (laughs) You're
2: traveling the intellectual realm. Yes, indeed.
0: It's crazy, (laughs) man. It's fantastic talk to people yeah. that's the lesson to take away from that literally unless
1: you just start spying on their laptops at which point you're just like <laughs> I, I spent like an hour of that flight trying to figure <laughs> okay, out yeah. some conversation free that i can use to like you know, where, where is like,
2: my open door yeah, yeah. Just use like, mm-hmm. yeah so, if, so this
0: the seat huh <laughs> if, yeah if you know technology like just a little bit enough to get your foot in the door yeah it works quite a bit yeah. that does help yeah you just have I, a, I've, I've, I've noticed, noticed that. that just it's so like, how are you liking the AirPods? How are you liking the whatever it is you're rocking? Yes. What about your shoes? They're yeah, like, mm. oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Pretend like you know them.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Start something basic and then right. like, exactly working. Try to see where it'll go. Have a conversational pretext. Exactly. Hey,
3: man, you're kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yo,
0: you look I don't think that's the best way to jeans. start it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get them jeans, son? Oh man. Yeah, no. And uh, speaking of conversation topics gotcha. one that right. I feel like has kind of fallen under the rug as of recent for for aliens
2: for the importance of it oh
0: my god and it's a big topic and there's a whole lot of hocus pocus I'm gonna call or I'm gonna say is involved with it still like is it real is it not Mm. but we do have a couple steps that kind of got us closer to if they're real or not All right. like, we had the documentary The Phenomenon. Zayde and I mm-hmm. just watched that the I'm other convinced day. convinced they're real now. And um, The Phenomenon, for those who don't know, is a documentary that just dropped a couple weeks or a month ago yeah. in 2020. And they brought on a whole bunch of high-ranking um, government officials mm-hmm. in the past. Or, sorry, that served in the past or were currently serving. And they also brought in a lot of ex-military guys that were high-ranked in their positions. For example, um, dudes that flew the B-52 bombers. Mm. Like to um Hiroshima or Nagasaki mm. like you know not people who want to make not, shit up for, for exactly the sake of not it. people who are going to lie about shit like this right and there's a whole bunch of crazy stories some that we're going to get into but the main one I wanted to start with just because it's a good foundation for this conversation is with a guy named Harry Reid now Harry Reid was the um the senate majority leader from 2007 2015 and he was actually tasked <clears throat> back in the Bush administration with starting an alien task force. Hmm. Huh. Special sector. <laughs> no shit. This man got designated to start a task force that looks out for information regarding aliens. Now, that includes all of the people that are listening in on, um, you know, those like big fields that they have where there's huge satellite dishes where all they do is they scan the sky. Yeah, for yeah, like yeah, radio. yeah, he works with people like that. He gets mm-hmm. all of the uh, first-hand accounts from people that have seen aliens or claimed to see aliens. That was his job, was to filter through all that shit. And maybe some possible ah. CIA, FBI involvement. Oh he was working with all of them as well. And he's a former politician? They're former politician. Retired, I guess. This
2: documentary point. just brings out too many high-level people for you to, yeah.
1: to argue. You wonder, like, what's going on. Either they're all in on it for whatever yeah, crazy exactly. reason. Or maybe
3: that's the goal. You
1: always have to kind of figure out like if it's if it's not mean, think about this this documentary was created it was thought about scripted budgeted approved and released and the CIA didn't stop it right if if Mm -hmm. someone in the government says hey listen we need to shut these guys down they're getting too close to truth someone would have had a phone call someone would have had a car accident. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It's out there. It's not just some clandestine released video that you have to bid mm-hmm. torn it out or whatever. It's a, normally what was that on Netflix or something? Was it a-
0: it was um Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Oh, it okay. was four dollars to rent. Wow. nice. Well, yeah. And um you know what? That's a good point, right? It's Where it's released. like, Oh, everybody must be in on this, right? And the first thing that I think in my mind is back in twenty nineteen mm. when the Navy released that footage of the Tic Tac mm. that I was flying around. So we already have a government-sanctioned agency, mm-hmm. or at least a member, or of the uh, armed forces mm-hmm. branch, yeah, a trusted one, and they drop that. Right. Then the CIA, a couple months later, was like, "Yeah, that's we don't know what the fuck that is." Oh. And then later, we get this documentary. Right. And then next, we get an ex-Israeli <laughs> security chief says that extraterrestrials exist, especially, or sorry, more specifically, a galactic federation has been waiting to reach out to humans. But we need to, as a species, Mm -hmm. be ready for them. Right. And that's that's apparently what's holding us back. Right. And this guy claims Trump knows about it, according to this article. (laughs) I didn't even know about that shit. Because in the documentary, and this stems back to the everybody must be in on it. Right. There were secrets that were actually deemed above top secret. Yes. Or two top secret. Not even the president could access it. Yeah. Right? No. To have a security clearance of that level, is, it's beyond the president. Right. And even Clinton, there's an interview mm. where he was asked, are aliens real? And he yeah. was like, well, I was, I was trying to find out if aliens were real. And uh-huh. I dug in deep and... Not deep enough. It was too top secret. Yeah, I'm sure he if dug it's in real, deep. I, I couldn't find
1: it. <laughs> That's a fantastic Bill Clinton voice. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Is very well done. I'm, thank you. I'm very I mean, impressed. listen,
2: we won't know until these motherfuckers land on <laughs> on no. Washington DC, and we can all see it. Here's okay. okay. Do you remember
0: this thing? But well, we do the have documentary? the documentary. Yeah. There was a couple instances that were spoken about in the documentary where aliens actually intervened with um military operations. Which sounds batshit, like right? Like nuke
2: sites and everything. Yeah,
0: and these are actual sheets. They pull up the blacklisted pages that the CIA or FBI, I forget which organization, released mm. in depth explaining this. Okay. And one of them was a UFO flew over a <laughs> nuclear silo site uh-huh. in the US and it just had this laser that was shooting out of the bottom of uh-huh. it that pointed directly to where the warheads were at. Right. Like through the ground, just pointed at random spots, but they calculated the trajectory of it right to the warhead yes and once it was there for like what was it like five or ten minutes Mm -hmm. and it pointed out every single warhead right it just dipped to that thing where they call it it's like it moves unbelievably quickly right Right. so these are like drones of a major like mothership basically or maybe they're piloted we don't know right so that's that's up in up in the air so to speak and then there's a crazier account with the soviets this was the one that made yeah they, they
2: definitely have some shit
0: yeah and the soviets it's another document they pull it up and they detail a fucking flying saucer like they drew it out in the soviet document what it looked like Damn, Jesus. and it was glowing red and when it rolled up to the site instantly every single one of their nuclear warheads went from calm mode or peaceful mm-hmm. to combat ready mm. which means in 15 seconds all of these motherfuckers are going to go off <laughs> right like they're leaving the silo right And so all of the Soviets are freaking out. Right. Like, what are we going to do? And so they just immediately go to manual override to shut everything down. Yes. And so they essentially stopped the world from ending in 15 seconds. Interesting. And it was all due to alien intervention, according to this document. Oh, my God. Well. So, Kai, the real question
2: is this. (laughs) Mm. Do you believe we're being visited?
1: It
0: would be surprising
1: if we're not, I think. Well, the, I have a larger, more meta view about this, which is, I mean, you've probably heard about the whole simulation theory that Yes, yeah. So to whatever extent you believe it, uh, one thing, and this is something I talked about at length with, with uh, Corporate Machiavelli mm. on, on our, um, not on the podcast, but privately, was that think about it from the perspective of if in fact we are living in a simulation, if, if we're all AI and some gigantic AI overlord masters is running, then the survival strategy should be to live a life that is so interesting that your AI overlords can't bear to to watch your particular story end. Mm. That's what I said to him as well. As like, this is a, a if you feel like you're gonna die. Like, imagine if you have you've seen the, the movie The Truman Show, right? Of course, yeah, well, yeah with got, um, yes, it, Jim Carrey. And, and, Jim Carrey. So. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, So the the short version for those also for those listening in who are not familiar, the plot of it is that Jim Carrey plays a character named. Uh, Bur- Truman Burbank who is he is the first corporate owned like from from he was, a, he was born he was adopted uh, his parents died or whatever and so he was adopted by a corporation the intention was to turn a reality show in which <laughs> he himself is only oblivious everything else is a set he lives on a set mm. and ever since he was a kid all of his childhood friends his parents whatever every single person in his life are all actors and he's live streamed around the world 24-7 yeah. he turned like I think 29 30 or whatever and so you still it's like the like the long-running show people watch him as a baby people like tuning in so the idea is if in fact your life is a truman show like there's there's millions of fans in some distant planet would they be upset if your story was canceled prematurely early live your life in such a way that if you have indeed a truman show like if your life is a truman show in some distant universe make sure that the day your show is canceled, there'll be large, loud protests. Yes. Yeah. And and that should I think uh also if they can influence your mortality in anyway, they would certainly influence it for you to live a little longer, a little more. Interesting. They, entertain your audience well enough that they would want to see the next chapter. They go, no, 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 don't I it now? Mm. No, I know he's got cancer. Just, just make him live to 150. It's fine. Yeah. Just, just, we'll, we'll create some miraculous cure. I know it's bullshit. We need shit, more but entertainment. We need it. Like it's just I know it doesn't fit the goddamn plot, but it's, it has to happen.
3: Yeah. Right? Oh, feel free to fix your mic if you would like. Oh. Yeah, you can bring it down. No, 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 it's fine. This is this is perfect. Yeah. This is perfect
0: height. Sorry, I was trying to Google there was a um a physicist who came up with a I don't want it's like an algorithm or an equation. I would say it's more of like an algorithm about how a deep space organizes itself mm-hmm. and it's similar to that in a fashion of how data is stored mm-hmm. and processed on a large-scale mm-hmm. computer server. Mhm. Huh. Like how atoms arrange themselves like within space. Mm and I was trying to pull that up because it was like a huge proponent to the um u- the universe as a like a construct or mm-hmm. a um what what's the word I'm looking for procedurally
1: generated reality exactly
0: yeah That was like one of the big argumentative points for it. And uh, when he dropped this theory, he was Mm -hmm. on stage, I believe with Neil deGrasse Tyson Mm -hmm. and Neil deGrasse Tyson, for those who don't know the famous black uh, or famous physicist. And he was like the sexiest scientist alive back Mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. Really? And yeah, he's he's a genius and I love him to death. He's like one of the best dudes out there in the Uh science community. And he was on stage. He's like, what did you just say? Uh-huh. It's like the craziest shit yeah. and I wish I could find it and for some reason I can't It's like Google's trying to block me from finding it. But oh, oh. there's a lot
1: of stuff. that has been dropping off of Google That's the other thing i noticed. This is one of those other like you can call it a conspiracy theory or whatnot But there's a lot of videos. There's a lot of topics in which there's like debate on that's not political mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you get like the official narrative someone was making this observation like should you know, children get vitamin K shots. And you remember remember there were debates about it. If you Google hmm. it now, there was only one perspective. All of a sudden, oh, entire shoot. like swans of, I mean, political stuff for obvious reasons, there's a lot, the, the tech industry has a strong favoring of particular partisan preferences than others. And so positive stories about some factions are wiped out. Negative stories about them are amplified. That much we accept as reality. Mm-hmm. But even like non-political things that are controversial, a lot of them, they're just, this is the official narrative. Their alternative narratives just don't exist anymore, and we're constantly' we're having our memories being re-edited you know the other funny thing I was this uh, someone made the observation that like in the uh, because of of music being now all digital, there's a lot of rappers that in the 80s was dropping a lot of uh, saying the word faggot a lot in their, in their like <laughs> rap songs back then. Yeah, and did. now they're being live edited out where they don't, you, they're they're being remastered without the offense. So that's like, oh yeah, yeah wow. I never said that. And so you have these rappers that have their, their, their eighties albums basically sanitized. Oh so my that God. They can be congruent with current norms. Yeah. And that's state normal. And then, so you like, have like an actual old CD or tape. That's the only evidence left of wow. of their of their previous stock crimes so
3: it kind of reminds me of the Mandela
0: effect
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right we're, we're, we're actually wiped. intentionally re-editing <clears throat> everyone's memories
0: it's black mirror stuff it's right per- there it's planned Mandela effect yes essentially. what was the uh, what if they're all planned the oh. the Bernstein bears cue the Twilight Zone thing. what was <laughs> the thing
2: what was the thing with Facebook that you wanted to mention
0: Yes, that actually ties it, in beautifully. So we talking Google about all right now? Have you heard 48 about this, states? Uh, Kai, about all the Facebook stuff that's been going on?
1: I don't know. That's, uh, th- there is a a bunch of states, have I known, sued Facebook for monopoly behavior, and there's definitely a lot of weird skullduggery mm-hmm. going on
0: behind the scenes. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, 48 48 states filed lawsuits against um, mm-hmm. Facebook for essentially protecting a uh, monopoly. Mm-hmm. Is what they're doing. They're buying out industry and controlling the social media right. front. Which Listen,
2: I like, I'm not surprised. An illegal
0: oh, so monopoly. The question then is 48 states. What are the two holdouts? Probably Hawaii. Mm, Probably like California. California. California, where it's
1: headquartered. And then what's the other one?
0: That's actually a good question. Right? Yeah. That's what I understand. Like, so it's. <laughs> what states didn't sue
3: Alabama? Facebook? Alabama. Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. What else?
0: Alabama. Do we, what do we got here? Huh.
3: It, it well, it's one of the Where four. Wait, go, go up so.
0: Hold up. South Carolina,
1: South Dakota, right. So uh, Alabama, Oh, Georgia, it wasn't Georgia, even California? California? No. So the
0: question what? is why.
1: Interesting. Right? This this is this is more interesting to me than the ones that did. What are they doing? Huh. I mean, think about from I guess the, the, it's weird. Small yeah. governors, smaller states are easier to bribe and control. It, mm-hmm. imagine how much juice you would have to have to how much either dirt you have to have or how much money you have to shovel to get like a powerful person like Gavin Newsom or Cuomo to be on your side. Yeah. Whereas a state, a billionaire can probably buy like a state senator, like a state governor. Small states, it's like, look, I'm a billionaire. I'll, I'll like throw 100 mil of my money to back what I think. That's doable. Whereas yeah, bribing and influencing and intimidating a, a larger state governor would be a far more formidable task. Mm-hmm. You need to be far richer and be far more ideal. There's an expression in, um, in the spy craft called the uh, mice. Which is an acronym for MICE of four different ways to influence and get someone to do what you want from a spy craft standpoint. If you want to okay. get someone to steal, like, oh, this guy works at a missile factory. I want him to steal plans for me, or whatever. I want. If you work as a police officer, I want you to like let me know when you're investigating spies in the area, so I can kind of get get a heads up before we get flushed out. So MICE. M is money, like bribery. Mm-hmm. And that's why like sensitive physicians, they actually ask you for your credit report. They want, if you're facing financial trouble, you can be easily bribed. You're swimming in gambling debts and whatnot. Money, can, whereas if you're financially independent, yeah, you're trying to give me $5,000. like, money's <laughs> nice, but I'm not gonna compromise my integrity with five grand. Yeah. Um. So money is one. I is ideology. If they are already ideologically aligned with you, you mm. convince them, hey, look, since you're already a member, you already do all these things anyway. We're just doing a more extreme version of it that we can't do official channels. Can we help you out? ideology um c, uh, e is ego c is uh coercion that's mm-hmm. we kidnap your kid's sister do it or she dies um and then finally e is ego the uh the, the idea is appealing to people's is ego um is
2: that more of like a self-interest type yes
1: of thing? so it's a, it's a, think of the most notorious um, uh, the, the most notorious case in American espionage uh, Aldrich Ames came out in the 1960s he was a low-level FBI agent and he the, the way that he was uh, ca- he was caught by the Soviets and turning and basically betraying his oath of office in the FBI was hmm. that he they appealed to his ego he was a mid-level manager not that important but now as a result of dealing with Russian spies all of a sudden he was dealing with the upper echelons okay. he was a frustrated middle manager that all of a sudden got treated like a rock star hmm. everything he said was super important and so he felt important for the first time in his life that's what yeah. he preyed upon Wow! and right so this is our Aldrich Ames at the time of his arrest, 31 year oh he's a CIA employee who was hmm. spying for the Russians since 1985 so he got Oof. caught for and think of all the things all of the secrets that he was able to pass along to Russians I mean <sighs> agents got Killed, compromised, I mean, entire operations got rolled up. And of course, they, they assumed they got caught through some other means, but it turned out he was a case officer who spoke Russian. There we go, right? And hmm. and that was, and then for him, it was, it was uh, the E, the ego part of it. The, the whole point of this is this idea of motivation, of how how can you influence people to do things um, and and which tactics? Because in the spycraft env- environment, you have to make a quick decision as to which of these tactics you use. Hmm. Coercion is a one- it's you can't you can't you coercion and ego can't kidnap your sister and then go oh but you're a really smart guy sorry about that thing earlier you know hey you're a real smart guy you're really important i want to make you feel like a good guy here's some money by the way yeah
3: you got you got to commit to a particular tactic and then stick with it so one thing i noticed here is that there's a pattern that relates to a lot of films that you watch anything that has the kgb or ussr related yes these countries ankara turkey That's a specific city. Mm -hmm. New York City, Mexico City, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of mentioned. Washington, D.C. Right.
0: What do you think?
1: Well, these (laughs) are centers of power. And so you have, it's where everyone else congregates. The U.N. is in New York City. Mm -hmm. So every single diplomat is over there. Everything that, and a lot of these operations involve diplomatic level access. They may Mm. not be personally involved, but something gets handed off to diplomat that then gets passed back home. Yeah. So ultimately, the closer you are to them, you, want, you don't want to do an operation and then have a bunch of stolen files. You got to truck across from like <laughs> Idaho to, mm. to, uh, to an embassy. So it makes sense that major capital cities would be where a lot of the, the skullduggery happens. Yeah, mm.
0: definitely. Secondary but, cities, less so. There's no reason to go all the way out there unless it's for a very specific thing. We kind of talked about something similar to this on the podcast not too long ago, and it was like, why do we even allow lobbyists to be a thing? per se, because it feels like a lot of lobbyists or at least the ones that get most of their shit done are just trying to convince a senator or somebody that's in a higher position of authority of, hey, we want to do this really shady shit. Mm-hmm. So let's throw some money your way. Yep, mm-hmm. Hopefully as an incentive. Yep. Or we got all this other blackmail, but we don't right. need to bring that up till later. Right? Things get crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's why it exists,
1: is that it's, it allows the people that really run things to have a convenient way to launder their money. Because if, if you're a multi-billion dollar company, think about A hundred million dollars, you know, routed through a bunch of cutouts is nothing to you. And if you get the law you want passed, that's worth another like billion dollars of of profit. It absolutely Hmm. makes sense to spend a hundred million to make a billion. It's an investment. It's It's an investment. And so why would you want to then kill off your own investment opportunities? You have now, or now they have to be answerable to actual civilians who who, who clearly have no stakeholder here. So, So that's, that's. It exists. Everything that we see exists because someone who's rich and powerful wants it exactly that way. It's intentional. Mm. If if you feel like you're bewildered, it's not for you. If it feels like it doesn't make any sense, well, you aren't the target recipient of it. It's it exists to benefit and enrich particular people, and you're not in that club. Yeah.
2: So so Kai, with all of your, at least to narrow down on the corporate Machiavelli. Yes. With all of your conversations with him, is yes. there any particular topic that really stands out to you? I think
1: this idea of cunning, as in our podcast, we talked about this idea of seven different attributes mm-hmm. that are predictors for success. And the one, some are immutable, like IQ. Yeah. It's you're born with a particular kind of processing power, and that's it. You have to, if it's too slow, there's not much you can do about it. Um, but you don't have to be that clever to be very wealthy. But the one, but whatever whatever the processing power is, it's just static. The one most malleable and least worked on skill is cunning. Mm-hmm. This idea of it's sort of a combination of persuasion, uh, being able to read people, being able to frame and reframe things, uh, and and that's something that is that can be leveled up. Mm. And my rejoinder to that is that that, that I think a very effective and underappreciated way to develop cunning is to get involved in stage magic. Mm-hmm. That if you are, if every single mediocre magician, like 50th percentile does like kids' birthday parties, makes like 15, 20 grand a year as a professional magician, like they can teach you things. If you just simply learn from them or take enough, learn enough to basically get to that level of skills, the skills that then can cascade forth in every other thing is immense in terms so of So it's being basically like,
2: kind of like a life hack.
1: It is, it's being able, because what what does an average magician, just a mediocre magician do, that they're able to steer your attention in the way that they want to. When a magician says, there's nothing in my right hand, you should know that that's the last thing you should be looking at. Whatever he's doing, he's trying to draw your attention to his right hand, which means he's doing some shit with his left hand. Mm. But if you are, and if you're a magician, you already recognize this. And if you can then successfully direct people's attention in those ways, in Magic, there's a thing called a card force. It's a very basic maneuver, like 10-year-olds can do. Basically, mm. it's the, the card force, the, the way it's, it, it is, is a, it looks like a random selection of cards. I show you a 52 cards, blah, blah, blah. It's totally, everyone is different. And then through a combination of either physical, psychological, or both trickery, I can force a card onto you, even though you thought you freely chose it. And that sets up a great payday. Yeah. You know, I... You think it's a random choice. You pick out the three of clubs. And then I go, oh, did I get this thing? Did I get it right? Oh, wait a minute. And i like, oh, I show you like a three of clubs tattoo on my arm. It's like, yeah. wait, how the yeah. right? <laughs> my card just, bow, and it slapped on my skin. So the magician, obviously, they're not going to tattoo 52 cards over their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> they will have that one <laughs> three of clubs <laughs> tattoo, right? And just tat it up. don't look around it, right? <laughs> but, so he gets that three of clubs tattoo or whatever. And then he's able to know where the three of clubs is in the deck arrange it so that it's the one you point to, you pick it out of the deck, and you think you just pluck the card randomly out of the deck, but the reality is he forced it on you. Mm. And that kind of forces allow you to set up spectacular payoffs, like yeah. being able to say, oh, I'm slap it on my skin. Is this your card? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And that payoff is, but if you don't know what, if, if a person can genuinely pick any of the 52 cards, the kind of things you can do or are more restra- constrained and so that's why a card force is so powerful. Mm. Now, I'm just describing to you in very like technical terms, but if you can actually execute a tar- card force, think of how much more powerful you are in terms of of being able to understand direct attention, being able to arrange and and move things in a certain way that's seamless mm-hmm. to a civilian and at the same time gives you massive negotiating power. Wow. So that's why like I've been a big advocate of I mean especially like mentalism books on, on uh, magic tricks more revolving things like being able to guess someone's what they're thinking. I'm gonna ask you to think of a, a, a number I want you to think of an animal blah, blah blah and then be able to accurately and, and again have something like well, here, here's a printed you know 10 foot tall thing that said that you're gonna think of a blue elephant and yeah. number 62. It's like wait what the f- yeah right clearly yeah. you didn't have a bunch of different things all printed out so yeah. how did you have this one thing? And it's because he was able to steer the conversation through very subtle ways that you would end up randomly picking the exact other thing that mm. he's already prepped.
2: Yeah, I can imagine if you're a master of that one business meeting and your life has changed yeah.
1: forever. Right. And that's, that's the thing that can be learned by most people. Um, and so it's, it's a thing that I would encourage if you're, if you are interested in, in improving. I'm sure everyone's interested in improving their, their financial lot in life. Is yeah. that uh, studying mentalism stage magic is an interesting backdoor way to level up some skills that will pay off in the non-magic world cuz in the magic world it's still very it's like any other form of entertainment mm. very competitive and there's there's tons of people that are doing very low end stuff and a tiny handful that make a lot of money mm. and most magicians are struggling artists but the skills if you part if you combine that with a with a uh, client facing role with and dealing with very wealthy people. It can be an extremely powerful force multiplier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine. So that's what I recommend for everybody is, yeah. is study. Take, take some, uh, pretend you're like a nine year old kid interested in a magic book, <laughs> learning magic tricks, and then just go from there. There's a lot of stuff for like children and learning yeah. magic. And then just go from there. Pick up a couple of books Yeah And from there You can level up Speed Stick to the
3: basics the
0: corporate magician Yes <laughs> Corporate magician Yes Create the prestige Yes yes, Indeed Create the anything prestige
2: Anything else you gentlemen Want to touch on?
3: Well I kind of want to touch on
0: CIA agency Yes You do? Nah tra- How, do deep, you really, how, how deep, are deep are you just you fucking trying- around? How deep are you trying to go? Oh man Well
3: I refuse to believe that the CIA was like, for example, when the Navy video of the Tic Tac floating around. Yes. Right. And they said, whoa, we don't know anything about this.
0: You, do you think they I, actually no, know? They're just pretending they're the playing CIA, dumb. Yeah, they're the playing CIA dumb. The CIA claimed that we've known about them for years. We, we don't know what they are, but we've known about them for years, I think was how the phrase went. And the, but the truth is probably they already know they're like god yeah. damn it got on camera shit oh yeah, yeah. we're aware of it <laughs> yeah
3: we don't know where it is we really we're, we're on it we're on the aliens <laughs> but it, another thing is like uh if there's something that's so confidential and top secret that mm. the president can't even get to yeah imagine being that individual that right just knows yeah you have to be Who one of the most it, powerful people on the planet yeah, if yeah you but you have the, to me like it's that. like yes. how do you even climb that ladder you don't
1: it but you inherit it. You yeah. inherit it, right? Yeah, oh. there's no way. Yeah. See
3: how there's like this, this whole royalty thing goes yes. back. It's not just other countries. Oh, yeah. We just don't call it royal here. No. <laughs> it's bad branding A. to
1: say that, but it's, th- yeah. it happens, right? It's bad branding to say hey. royalty, but it's... You know, this, I mean, royalty yeah. doesn't mean like freaking Harry and Meghan. That's not royalty. Yeah, people that's, think that's of Saudi Arabia. No, 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 you know what yeah. I mean? Royalty. Yeah.
2: Royalty does its work in the shadows. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> the true kings
2: are it's, never visible, and so...
1: Understanding that helps you kind of navigate the world that we live in, I think. Yeah. But better, even if a little bit more paranoid, you're like...
0: Yeah. And you know, (laughs) like that CIA guy that you're talking about, the hypothetical CIA dude. The the Mm. dude with the information. When you get granted access to information such as that, Mm. how drastically does your life change after that? I don't think you can can walk alone ever again. Because from that point on, you are no longer... CIA security advisor, right. you are now one of the most important people Dialed on the planet in, in right. terms of the stuff that you know. Right. So, are they going to up the security around their house? Absolutely. Are they going to let you to talk to certain people? No, nope. I'm, I'm exactly, you exactly. Right. They yeah. follow you.
3: They know every move. Right. Oh
0: yeah, you're done. Yep. Say goodbye. It's a it's a, it it's a very permanent
1: kind of a you're enshrined and also then anyone else who's below you that wants your position knows that you're the guy to kill and then they'll they'll take yeah. your position mm-hmm. like yeah. these are the, you don't really retire you just eventually one of your impatient lieutenants assassinates you, and then they move up the rank, and you get yeah. buried, and you have some accident. <laughs> That's what happens, oh, oh, right? The car no, no very few brand people brand have, it. like, just you just die, you know, at an old age, and then up have been a hospital surrounded by your loved ones. It's like, nah, no, nah, yeah. you, you yeah. sign Doesn't up for work this like life. That. Yeah. You sign up for this life, you know what's up. Every yeah. one of your lieutenants underneath you would love to have your job, mm-hmm. and
0: eventually, you know, you yeah. slip up.
3: You lose touch with the the sense of your own nature. Yeah, of course. I it's certainly like wouldn't want to live like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
0: the Nero reign in Rome, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. just all these high ranking officials were just murdering the shit down to what you
3: down to what you ate too. Oh yeah, like they feed oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, no, so you got to. You got to be today.
0: on top of that, and yeah. So that begs the question. Yo. Hypothetically, let's say. Sure all of us don't know each other and we all usurp the same position just Mm -hmm. in different realities let's say right Mm -hmm, within the cia where we get offered Mm. hey there's a job that just opened up it's the highest level position that you can get or one of the highest level positions you can get in the world hypothetically right Mm -hmm. and you're going to get access to something that The most, sorry, the majority of the world has no clue exists. Mm -hmm. In fact, the majority of them deny that what this is exists. Mm -hmm. However, if we give you this information, everything you knew about your previous life, how it operated, is gone. Mm -hmm. Are you taking that leap? Nope. No. 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 Oh, I'm totally taking it. Interesting. I'm taking it. Okay. Why? Risk taking guy.
2: Are you kidding me? Well, I I mean, I can get it. I I can get it from you because you can just buy a plot of land and live how you want to live, right? Yeah. Just keep everything secret? Not even
0: that, because I'm assuming I'd have to be like very involved in the agency. So right. I'm going to be flying around to a lot of places, meeting a lot of cool people. There's perks to the job. There's perks yeah, to it, but also the thing is you have to leave your... For- you- we couldn't hang out anymore. <laughs> that's true, yeah. right? You would have <laughs> to find true. a brand
1: new set of friends because everyone's going to ask, you know, like you, you, just, you, you, would have to, you would have to tell all your existing friends you died or some shit because it's like all of a sudden you can't talk about entire swaths of your life. You have to fake your own death, probably. And I mean, think this through. again, I've, I I thought this through while you are saying this out loud. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if I did that thing, out every single person that I would know, either I had to, I had to commit the lying to them for the rest of their lives, right? Because now I know the truth and they don't. So then if I tell them the truth, that's in violation of whatever secrecy I'm sworn to. So either I have to now commit to lying to my friends for the rest of my life, which I don't like, Mm-hmm. um i would have to or i just cut him off and be like look man like, yeah he died just, just one lie and that's it Jeez. um those are my choices do i do i do i betray all my existing relationships for access to the thing also someone else was online it was suddenly offered to me i have to wonder who the fuck that person is and how pissed would that person be yeah. that i took his job yeah these things are not just like you just random lottery you won it's like okay well if i'm offered this shit and i wasn't applying for it that means someone else really wanted it and they're looking at me going, this motherfucker got ahead of me. This fucking You're
2: probably this creating hundreds of enemies just by accepting. existing.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking about. So it's like, that's why I would pass. Interesting. And you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. And you're 100% right. However, there's one perk to me. <laughs> yes. That if it if it's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. trumps everything in my mind, at uh-huh. least. Mm-hmm. And that is I get the shot to potentially be the internet or sorry intergalactic diplomat <laughs> for the planet i could pretend if we're at this point because we Scott don't want to meet aliens, Wait, no, hold up. listen Scott listen to listen we don't know if this is true or not right but if we are already in talks with aliens right they're already there's an established remember, of you diplomacy would, remember that humanity. you would be
1: the lowest ranking and most recently read in person you wouldn't be the diplomat why would they choose that's you would be serving ass. the diplomat
0: but no that's what I'm saying like hypothetically you, you would, you <laughs> you would be
1: that the position. bottom you'd be the bottom <laughs> rung you'd be the guy sweeping the floors at the <laughs> at the
0: space whatever thing like do the, we know that though but do uh, we we don't know the position wise, that's we, being offered though that's the thing that just we got but the fact that you're
1: new to it no one's gonna no one's going to offer the highest ranking position for the new guy you're going to get, you have to get read in. Well, I don't think there's th- going to be an existing
2: I hierarchy.
0: This, well, if, if we're a security advisor for the CIA, I, I think we're a little bit more than the There's There's guy. a
2: high chance that the people who put you in that powerful position, mm-hmm. the people who are more in power than you, more yes. powerful than, than You're, you, they're setting you up are something.
1: going to be. Right. And they're the setting you up ads. for something. They're offering the position so you can fuck up in some way and then pin all the blame on you. Is that true though? That was, it, it was I can, I can get a both. I can get it. I, can I get, I get the appeal, but that's it's a I, would possibility. Pass. I would pass for that reason is that these other secondary factors would make me go, all right, no one ever offers such a lucrative or powerful thing for nothing. And if I didn't even gun for it and I got it, that means something else is going behind the scenes. And I don't know what's going on. And at that level, there's a lot of subplots going on. There are entire swaths, there are entire allegiances of very powerful people that will dislike me and everything, every, everything associated with my faction. I know nothing about it. And Palace Intrigue, if you're not involved, they're not gonna care. But now that you're involved, you are part of some you're you're someone's chess piece and you're valuable and a and your existence is a mortal threat to some some factions now.
2: Listen, listen. I would pass because I love my homies. Yes. Fuck
0: aliens. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. And if you take here's that a, position, fuck you. No, here's, oh here's the thing. hell no. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I don't love you guys. Right. I'm about to I cry. I just love out. aliens Basically, more. <laughs>
1: Here's the deal.
0: He really does. Here's the thing. If yes. the if the simulation theory holds true, yes. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't I be trying to live my life in a sense that's so interesting? Oh, I, get I, get I get it. I get it. I'm with That I'm that with our you. AI overlords would have no choice but to cho- keep you alive but either to keep me alive or better yet to put on a damn good show. Yeah. Because you got two options, right? In that scenario. One, You get wrapped up in some shit, some crazy international conspiracy, intergalactic possible conspiracy Mm -hmm. that leaves the only thing that we've ever known, really, as Mm -hmm. home. Okay. You get wrapped up in that. You got pinned for the shit. Mm -hmm. What a crazy story. Mm -hmm. Or. Yeah. Or you hypothetically get the chance to be the diplomat that I'm talking about. You get to bring on the merger of what was previously known as humanity into the new era of what we are because what they will bring to the table mm. will be so much more than anything we could even possibly imagine if that's the case then why would they share that's the thing if they wanted to take us over don't you think they would have done it when we had it's bows it's not even worth taking over they, I
1: mean <laughs> we could the US military could roll into a lot of these like you've seen these like isolated alien tribe whatever things with with the bows and arrows and like oh if you come to our island we'll kill you yeah if
0: the US military wanted to they can take all these islands there's yeah, nothing they worth stealing that's the whole point like, there's nothing which is like like yeah is the resources available on the planet worth stealing is the question now i think and it, in my it, mind that, that i level actually can synthesize it i actually agree with you though yeah. i don't think it's worth stealing because yeah. you can find entire <laughs> asteroids made entirely out of Pure gold, gold or whatever right or ice which is water yeah. or like other yeah, shit. other valuable things yeah that are probably way closer to wherever the fuck they exactly. live exactly so i don't think they have a need to invade or anything like that i will i feel I will... like it's more of a Welcome to the community Maybe, kind of thing. Hold on, hold on. Maybe we're the aliens. Well, well we, are. we are. And I'll with that, with yeah. that yeah. I'll yeah. allow
2: you gentlemen to send us off because I have to use the restroom.
0: No okay. worries. Don't you worry, Zay. Yeah. I... Go for it. But yeah, uh, that was right. just that was, that's always something where it's like, to be the bearer of a new get... a era of humanity Yeah, would be That'd the coolest be shit on the planet. And I don't care if anybody knows or not. It's, it's only I know. Okay. Right? All right. Uh, I would be a fan I, of that.
3: I, I just couldn't do it, man. Yeah. Like, I care too much. You know that if I do something, mm. my entire family line is now a part of it, too. Yes. Exactly. And everyone has to understand that. It's just too
0: complicated. Yeah. It's also... <clears throat> the other thing is, if you do manage to branch negotiations where aliens do come, then mm. it's no longer a secret, and you don't really have anything to worry about. Yeah. That's true. That's assuming everything goes exactly the way... Well, exactly. How many how
1: many times have you been sold a job and it turned out not to be the job you were expecting? I, I'm old enough that I've seen this multiple times. It's, it's happened like, to me a couple times, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. And why do you think this will be any different? They'll sell you the shit, you'll agree to it, and then it'll turn out to be something different. It's and now you're committed. Now now you've signed up for something in which the people that sold it to you lied to you, and now you have to do a bunch of now instead. You're now instead of like bridging a gap, you're tasked with an international like a alien assassination squad you're now 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 going to be tasked to to be a space marine to
0: <laughs> slaughter entire would, sentient life forms overseas and that's your new job i would just look at whoever whatever high-ranking official said that to me i'd be like no mm. you're fucking crazy and here's well, the thing no, no no here's the thing i would explain to him why that's a horrendous idea <laughs> mm-hmm. you wait so it's like listen <laughs> okay you mr High ranking military official Mm -hmm. so far so far above the president, right? Because this is a meeting that he couldn't get access to. Okay. You're telling me that we're starting a space marine squad to go take out aliens on a planet where, by the way, they can get here semi-instantaneously. For us, it would take a couple hundred light years Mm -hmm. to get there. So just in terms of traveling the distance, we don't even come close. We're taking steps and they're sprinting like Usain Bolt. We're learning to walk, they're already up and running. Yeah. So for you to just insinuate that we need to be hostile out of the gate probably so. isn't the best approach. Cause I mean, there's also in that documentary we were talking about, mm-hmm. there's a scene where oh, the I'm one so of the jets refreshed. is flying after yeah. a UFO, not the Tic Tac, a different yes. one. And yeah. they're told to um, engage if they engage first. Right. And so they get within range to shoot the missiles. Mm-hmm. But just by them being in proximity with this thing, it fucked up every one of our like uh, one of our sensors right, Our electronics right, right. were screwed it. God, bro, yeah. bro, so it's like we're going to come after these people with fuck are we going to come after these aliens with bullets <laughs> and like the point a of jet? it are you kidding me like <laughs> at that point though you know it's like the, they'll just
1: lean back in his chair and say oh yeah by the way there is a uh, there is a charge of plastic, plastic explosives that was embedded into your skull last time you were asleep
0: play ball or i push this button detonate it mm. because if you attack them and prove that just out of the gate we were trying to be nice at first and then you were hostile mm-hmm. they're just going to wipe you out yeah right. so you might as well kill me anyways because there's no point in keeping me alive unless you want to do this that's peacefully. the point is, you don't know the point of it is that you you don't know what you signed up for
1: until it's too late is the thing yeah that's scary i tell yeah. them to ask me
0: because like if they're going to attack there's no chance the There's literally zero it, but right, chance.
1: That, but these are things that you wouldn't know. But your acceptance of the initial offer puts you in a situation where you have to accept or let yourself die. Whereas if you didn't accept that offer, you would be alive and you'd be trying to figure
0: things out and recording more episodes of on, the Two AM podcast. Exactly. Do you not want but, to record more? But yes. if we go to war with aliens, will there even be a life to enjoy? I'll go to after war that. with you. I'd rather know, I'd uh, go to war no, with no, you, no, no. buddy. I'd rather know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Then everybody's fucking. If he like, in two ends minutes. up mysteriously dying for the, before the next episode, I'm going to feel like a real asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to feel like
1: such an asshole. <laughs> like, oh, God. No. Oh, man. Oh. You know, i am like, dude, you fucking jinxed him, man. What the shit, shut the fuck up. Shut the, yeah. the
2: fuck up. But listen, Kai, now that I'm refreshed, I can think clearly after having using the restroom. <laughs> Anything you want to end us off on?
1: That's it. We've, this, it's a fun, rollicking conversation. Hell um, yeah. We're good to go we love it man oh, we love yeah, the yeah, energy yeah.
3: you know we talk about you a lot you're fucking you're awesome bro <laughs> i checked out a lot <laughs> no, of your we work actually. It. yes oh thank you yeah man good Thanks stuff you. yeah thank <laughs> like, you for joining us. yeah, yeah happy total pleasure always always all always. right guys talk well, to you guys was, soon cheers yeah kai Chang for you all you know right take do. it easy we are on spotify apple podcasts and youtube so if you can please like subscribe and comment feel free to dm us comments and anything you guys like or don't like And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Dynamite. Cheers. Episode 64. Yeah. All righty. Peace. Good times.